If you will, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2. Today's theme of Advent, of course, is joy. What does that joy look like? God gives us the reason for joy here in Luke chapter 2. Beginning in verse 8. And it says this, And in the same country there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You shall find the babe uh, wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Let's pray. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, we know that your word is trustworthy and authoritative for us. And we pray, God, that it goes forth and does not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Uh, this year is, or, or at least this time of year, excuse me, is always a time of year for Christmas specials. And I love watching Christmas specials, especially the old classic ones. And of course, one of the greatest ones is uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special that came out in the, in the early 60s. Uh, a, a great little special. And of course, Charles uh, Schultz was, was a devout believer. And uh, he insisted that ABC include the reading of Scripture in that little special. They, 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 they pressured him to take it out. Um, but he, he left that in there. But every year, millions of Americans get to hear two great things in, in, in that story. Number one, the reading of Luke 2 in the King James Version. Actually, uh, Linus recites the speech from, from this passage in the King James Version from Luke 2. The other thing they do at the end of, of the special is sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing, a good old Charles Wesley Methodist hymn. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, I think it's a, a great. But one of the things that always got me about Charlie Brown in general as that character is that he always seemed to have things go wrong for him, didn't he? And he always seemed kind of depressed. I mean, if, if something bad could happen, it would happen to Charlie Brown. Now, we think about you know, children and, and, and uh, some of the things that, that Charlie Brown goes through is, is some things kids may go through. And, and, and his life isn't so tragic as much as it is a series of, of mistakes of him trying to do the right thing and it doesn't ever seem to work out for him. Um, in fact, they call him good old Charlie Brown for a reason. But Charlie Brown was often depressed because of, of things that didn't always go his way. And he, you see him in that scene where he's walking with his head down and, and, you, and you hear the Charlie Brown uh, music, music going in the background where he's, he's just kind of, you know, um, head down, just, just walking like, like uh, nothing's going right for him. And often he goes to uh, Lucy for help. She's got her little box set up over there with, with psychiatry written across the top of it, and, or psychiatric help, and um, you pay five cents and you can get some 
um, uh, stinging advice from Lucy. <laughs> um, and, but, every, but, you know, Charlie Brown um, had a hard time fi finding joy. Um, but, but he did find joy in, in the Christmas special at the end when, when Linus tells him what Christmas is all about. And, uh, and that, that, that's, that, that's the point of all this. And, and I love that special. There doesn't seem to be much joy going around uh, these days. We've already talked a lot about how the pandemic has, has hurt things and how it, it's hurt people and how we've um, you know, ha had several losses in, in our lives in this past year. And I, and I can think of, of several people. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I, um, I didn't have anybody close to me that was directly affected by COVID. I, I, do have, I did have an uncle. Um, who, who died later from, from some of the effects. It, it, was, it was just a long recovery for him, and um, he didn't quite make it. Um, but many of you have, have loved ones that, 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 that were affected by COVID, and it just seems like a depressing time of year. And in fact, um, you know, I, I was reading, I, I don't, uh, suicides are up, especially among young women, um, and, and calls to the suicide hotline during the pandemic increased 800-some percent. I mean, my goodness, um, uh, especially during that period of, of, of lockdowns and people having to stay at home. Uh, it, it was, it was a, a depressing time, and, and, and we're finally coming out of that. Um, but many of you are also going through ju ju just the regular um, problems of life. Um, we're experiencing um, depression, and, 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 and it's become an epidemic, so to speak, in our country. And, and, and especially people who, um, you know, are, I, I would say, lower class and, um, are, and are um, having um, problems relating to people, um, pe people who are marginalized, people who are poor, people who don't have a lot of resources, um, people who feel cut off from others. Um, th th there's a lot of that going on these days. And psychologists psychologist are telling us that um, you know, if we want to find joy, we, we, should, we should find some sort of hobby to enjoy and, and create something new. And that's all well and good, but, but what happens when that something new wears off or that hobby uh, you know, gets uh, boring after a while? I mean, we, we lose our joy again. But what God has given us, and, and, and as Charlie Brown discovered through his friend Linus, is that um, there is great joy in the news of Jesus Christ. And, and, it, and it was news given to poor people, lowly people, common people, and not just those who were doing well or doing happy or who were well off. In fact, it's good news of great joy for all people, but especially for lowly people. I mean, we know today the birth of Jesus is good news. But I wonder how much that they really knew it then. Um, the, the, the greeting that the angel gives these shepherds out in the fields who were watching their flocks by night um, is, is sort of the same kind of announcement that, that, would, that people would give whenever a new king or a new emperor was born. It, it, it mirrored that. And, and, and they, they would say, you know, this is good news of great joy for all people. And, and they would often call the Roman emperor the Savior and Lord. You know, that there was a cult of, of the Roman emperor in those days um, where, where people worshipped the, the emperor and these kinds of announcements were, and proclamations were made. You know, good news or great joy for all people. The, the, the Caesar is, 
is born and he is our Savior and Lord and all this stuff. Well, all this, this angelic announcement, first of all, it didn't come from um, a citizen of Rome. It came from a citizen of heaven. And, and, and it came through the, the, these glorious angels. And, 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 and this isn't just some sort of trumped up joy. They're, they're telling them that, that something new is happening. Because every time an angel shows up in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, that means God was about to do new action. And every time a miraculous birth happened, it meant that God was about to do something new. Um, think back to some of the Old Testament stories you know. The story of Hannah, who, who couldn't have a child because she was barren. And uh, she gets visited and, and, and is told that she will have a, a new son, Dan, Samuel. And she had prayed and prayed for Samuel. And said, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll dedicate him to you. And, and, and the Lord responded. And she, she um, bore uh, the prophet Samuel, who, who became one of the greatest prophets of Israel and established God's kingdom on earth uh, through, through King David at the time. And, you know, uh, any time God was about to do something new for His people, something significant, there, there was always uh, some sort of an angelic announcement of, of, of a new birth, of, of, of a child being born, a child of promise. And, 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 it, and here it is happening again. God is doing a new action. And here these angels are announcing it. But isn't it good news, um, or shouldn't it be good news for us, that, that God is, is acting in, in a new way, that, that God acted through His Son Jesus Christ to, to do something great and wonderful for us. And, and, and on the other side of history, we know that that had to do with, um, with the cross, that Jesus came and suffered and died for the sins of the people. But then I wonder if they really knew that. I, I don't think the shepherds really knew that. I do think that the shepherds had heard the promises of the Old Testament, which said that God was, was um, going to uh, bring about His Messiah. In fact, in, in, in those early days of, 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 uh, before Christ came, um, around that time period, around the, the, the late um, era of B.C. and A.D., and, and the early era of A.D., um, in that time period, there was a messianic fever going. Um, people were looking for Messiah. The, the, and, and, and even the teachers of the law kept talking about um, Pharisees coming. And why is that? Well, because um, they were under the control of the Roman Empire, and they were looking for somebody to save them from, from the Romans and their oppression and, and their um, paganism and all those terrible things that, that, that they saw in the Roman Empire. They were looking for Messiah. So these angels come up and give an announcement. And, and they say this is good news of great joy. Why? Because the God of the universe is acting again to bring about the Savior and Lord. And He is coming to Jerusalem, coming into His kingdom, is what that meant to them. That they, they knew the Old Testament prophecies. And because they, they knew God was acting, it gave them joy, it gave them hope. Uh, These the, the shepherds become exuberant. And, and uh, it says that they, um, in verse 16, it says that they made, made haste to go and find where the child laid. I mean, they, they, they didn't wait around. They didn't try to, try to decide by committee if they were going. I mean, that they ran out with great joy at the good news of the Savior's birth. The coming of, of, of God's new action, the coming of, of the Son, Jesus Christ, 
the Savior and Lord coming into the, into the world was a source of great joy for them. But I think even more importantly, and, and it's in the angelic announcement as well, it says that there would be peace on earth among men. Now we already talked about peace. We're not talking about the absence of war here. We're not talking about just harmony between people, although that's, that's a nice idea. We're not just talking about inner peace in the, ter- in, the, in the sense of serenity, where we're calm. But we're talking about being reconciled to the God of the universe. And that's, that was the, 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 the main source of joy. Because God was bringing peace among the people on whom his favor rests is the way the, new, the, the NIV says it. Um, my, my version, um, which is the um, English Standard Version, um, it, it says this, um, uh, For unto you was born this day a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the babe um, wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And so, I'm, I'm sorry, he says this will be... Um, um, I, I, I lost my place here, but anyway, excuse me. Um, but anyway, a, great, a good news of great joy for all people. And, um, oh, yeah. Um, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. That those, who are, those whom with God is pleased and those whom he has favored. He has given them peace. And that is the source of great joy. Peace with him, reconciliation to him. That should be the greatest news for us today. That, that should be the greatest source of joy for people today. Good news of great joy, which will be for all people. And I would say it's, it's good news of great joy, especially for lowly people, as we said. You know, this angelic announcement uh, didn't come to, uh, to, to the palace it, it didn't come to, to the seat of the Roman government. It, it, it didn't happen to a rich person. It happened in a rich person's house. It, it, it didn't happen in, in, in a noble person's house. It happened to shepherds who are out in the field. That this angelic announcement came to them, just like it came to Mary. You know, um, all those months earlier. A lowly young girl in a village, an obscure village called Nazareth. Far, far away from the seat of power there, there in Jerusalem. Far outside, of, 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 uh, on the outskirts of even the country of Judea. The angelic message comes to them. Rather, rather, comes to her rather than these king's palaces. And it comes to, to the shepherds too. And, and uh, it, I don't know if you know, but, but in those days, shepherding was considered a, a lowly occupation. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about anything glamorous here. We, I mean, it's, it's sort of like uh, blue-collar workers and how sometimes uh, that, that they get uh, maligned and looked down upon by, by, by the elites of our own country. Um, the, 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 these were just simple men living simple lives, um, a, a, not, a, not a very rich um, um, thing and plus, you know, a lot, a lot of times they, they they spent their lives outside with their sheep, and that they, they probably dwelled in tents. And, and I, I don't think it's any accident here that these men 
are outside of, of the city of Jerusalem, outside the tiny village of Bethlehem, um, you know, outside of the seats of power, outside of, of, the, of the rich city with the, with, with the noble people living there and, and the rich people. No, th this message came to lowly shepherds out in the field. Um, many of the Jewish people looked down on their profession. Why? Because um, these guys, uh, their work often took them away from celebrating the Jewish festivals. So the assumption was, well, you, you, you don't participate in some of the temple worship, therefore you must uh, be, be close to one of the Gentiles or, or the pagans. So, so you had the Jewish religious establishment looking down on them. You had, you had the Romans in general throughout the empire look down on shepherding. Um, it, it was considered a lowly profession that nobody wanted to do and who would want to do it. Because you lived alone for, for you know, the great swaths of time out in the fields. It, it was, a, it was a, 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 not an easy profession. And also, you know, being that marginalized, being, being that looked down upon as, as, as lowly or base or common, um, often ma made them feel ostracized, often made them feel alone. And I'm sure that, that um, many of them um, ha had lost some of their hope, and because of that, um, I'm sure that maybe it was easy for depression to set in. But one of the things I, I, you know, I, I see about people who are often alone like that, or, or, or considered lowly, or considered common, or, or whatever, th they tend to be the ones who will receive the message of salvation a lot more easily. When I was in seminary, you know, I, I noticed that um, whenever we would go to the prisons to, to, to uh, preach and meet with the guys, and I, I'm thankful that in Mississippi we had those opportunities to do that. That's where I went to seminary. Um, you know, and I'm thinking, well, these guys, you know, the, the reason they, they, they are here listening is because they're a captive audience. They can't go anywhere else. And that, that there's not a whole lot that, that else that they can do except sit and hear somebody come and, and speak to them. But the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, they, they, these guys, um, and talk, the more I talked to them, I found out, you know, they're in dire straits, a lot of them. And, and a lot of them were facing courts, court dates that, that they knew they did wrong, um, but, 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 they, but they were under the, um, the gaze of, of the system and they were under the gaze of, of the justice, and some of them were looking to be put away for a long time. And I thought, you know, th these guys are more receptive to the gospel, not just because they're a captive audience, but because, you know, that they're, they're facing some hard times. And they need the message of the joy of salvation. That They need that peace with God to help them. That They need that... that that joy of the good news of salvation that, that it brings. And I, I found them to be more receptive. And I think people um, who, who, are, who are might consider you know, common or lowly are more ready to receive the gospel. And especially people who um, have, have lost hope. And I, I, th I think that's probably the key more so that, that, than the status. People who have lost hope uh, need to hear the message of the good news that Jesus Christ was born in order to give them hope because through Him we have peace with God again. We need that. They needed it then. It is good news for all people, but especially good news for the lowly people. People who feel left out. People who 
are hurting, people who are without hope. And that is, is um, cause for great joy. Because they, they have hope. I mean, um, we're not saying that, that their status is going to change overnight. But when, when, but when God, the infinite God of the universe, appears in His glory, in His majesty, into someone's life, it is life-altering. And, and I think that the, these shepherds' lives were altered. I don't know if they left the profession of, of being a shepherd. And I don't know if they came in from the fields. And, and, and I don't know if, if uh, their, their, their actual um, economic status ever changed. But they had a hope now in a, in a Savior, Christ the Lord, who would forgive them of their sins and reconcile them to God and, and give them um, a, a sense of joy and purpose in life again. And to me, that's, that's the whole point. Is that God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, that the gift that He has given... The, the, the one who would bring um, God and mankind back together in Himself um, is, is, is a source for, for our joy. And God, it, God is the source of our joy if, if we'll let Him do it. If we'll let Him do it. I think many of you here today have, have received Christ as Savior, and I have, I have no doubt of that. I've, I've talked to many of you that, that are here. I have, and I have no doubt that, 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 that at one time you, um, you, you, you professed your faith in Jesus Christ, you accepted Him as your Savior, you welcomed, welcomed Him into your life. But sometimes um, over the years, uh, things happen to where we, we might begin to lose a little bit of our hope in God. And as a result, we might begin to lose a little bit of our joy. And, and, and we might even become depressed at times. Sometimes we may feel alienated from God again. Sometimes, especially in a season like this, um, where, where, um, you know, where we're missing loved ones, it, it, it's difficult. And, and, and we need that, that, that joy that God gives again. It's the joy of salvation, the joy of Jesus Christ, the, the joy that a new birth gives. I mean, think of it this way, you know, when, when, you, when your children were born, what, what, what joy was, came into that situation and how happy you were when that child was born, or especially a grandchild, I would even say more than that. Some of you have grandchildren, you know the joy that, that a child brings. Well, this child um, brought, brought eternal joy, a joy that's everlasting because he himself is, is both God and man brought together in him uh, to come into the world to, to be with his people and, and, and to uh, reconcile them to God the Father, to, to uh, bring them back in, in, into God's good fold, to bring them back to God. That, that, that is a cause for, for deep joy, even in a time of sorrow. And if you're experiencing that, that, that kind of alienation or that kind of loneliness or, or this kind of, um, um, maybe you feel ostracized or maybe you feel lowly or maybe you feel cut off. Whatever it is, God is out for all people. God is, is through His Son Jesus Christ, reached to all people. I've said it before and I say it again. Some people get upset 
when you say that Jesus Christ is the way of salvation, the only way of salvation, it's like, why aren't you being exclusive? But when, when, when we narrow things down to the person of Jesus Christ, all the world can be saved. All the world can be saved. Whether you're rich or poor, whether you are low or high, whether you are black or white or, or, or red or yellow or whatever it is, whatever kind of person you are, however you define yourself, this salvation is for all people. And if we come to Him in true repentance and faith, um, we can receive His Spirit and we can, we can receive His presence in our lives. We, we can receive joy in Him. And as I said, many of you have done that. Maybe we just need reminding of it. That, that God does love you and that God did give His Son for you. That, that He did come and suffer and die for your sins and for my sins. He did come for me to, to reconcile uh, me to God. And because of that, I, I can have great joy again. Even in the midst of the struggle of, of life, um, God's presence is here with me. And, he, 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 and He's with every one of you if you've accepted Christ as Savior. He, gave, he, he promised you the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is turn around and He's there. <laughs> and, and He's been there. He's, he's just been waiting for us to come to Him. With, with our problems, with our burdens, with our cares, to restore joy in our hearts and lives. And all we have to do is come to Him and say, you know, Lord, I need that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the midst of a struggle right now, Lord, and I need joy again. I, I, I'm in the midst of, of a problem. I, I know I've given my heart and life to Jesus Christ. I've repented of my sins and come to you. But God, right now, I don't, I don't feel like, like you're near. And, and, I, and I need you near, Lord, because I'm going through a hard time. If, you'll, if you pray to Him and, and you turn to Him in your hearts and trust in Him, then, then God promises He'll be with us. He promises he'll, he'll, he'll be close to us in those times that we feel alone. Because for the believer, God is always with us. So if you're having trouble experiencing hope, if you're having trouble experiencing joy, the, um, the call of the Scripture is to come to Him. To come to Him. Let's stand.